0: Welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Gober. What up, what up, what up, good people, good people, good people. (laughs) Welcome once again to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Gober. And uh, as I always say, got another great show for you. We're going to pick up on part two of Salt and Light. Uh, We did part one in the last podcast and uh, cut things a little short just because I wanted to keep everything nice and clean, give you guys an opportunity to really meditate on what it is to be salt. And now we're going to take a look at what it is to be light. Before we do that, let's start. With a word of prayer father we thank you so much for your word we thank you so much for your love we thank you so much for your patience your kindness your graciousness to us your gentleness towards us that you are no longer a god of wrath for your people because that wrath was poured out on Jesus and so now we are free to come into relationship with you through faith in Jesus Christ thank you God for that opportunity to have intimate relationship with you we don't take it for granted we're still learning to understand the fullness of what that means but for what we do understand we're thankful for it now God as we can we get ready to um peel into your word and 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 put a light shine a spotlight on your word god we just declare that understanding and revelation uh, and insight will come to the ears of those who will hear this podcast and this word today we pray god that every heart is open to receive and every ear is anointed to hear not just the word but the word behind the word led by the holy spirit holy spirit you have free reign in this time Uh, All enemies of the Holy Spirit, all enemies of righteousness, you have no authority in this time that everyone who is listening to this podcast will hear exactly what they need to hear, exactly when they need to hear it, exactly in the way that they need to hear it, that this word will be tailor-made for each and every hearer uh, who listens to this podcast. We declare no hurt, no harm, no danger for those who are listening to it while driving or walking or riding whatever it is that they're doing that they be safe and they be focused on the task that is put before them while they are listening to this podcast we declare these things to be so in jesus name with a thankful heart and with faith we declare it to be so amen all right all right all right let's get right into it picking up on part two of salt and light we're looking at light and what it is to be light in the world as believers so we're going to go back to matthew chapter five and we're looking at Matthew chapter 5 now, verses 14 through 16. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Hope you guys are having a great day today. If it's uh, it's the evening when you're listening to this podcast, hope you've had a fantastic day. And um, yeah, yeah if, it's, if, if this is starting your day or if this is ending your day or if this is in the middle of your day, I know it's going to be just what you need when you need it. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) All right, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. I'm going to read this in the New King James Version, and then we're going to take a look at it in the Message Translation. And then we're just going to, you know, chop this thing up and see what we can get out of it. Verse 14 of Matthew chapter 5 says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. All right, let's break this down a little bit. He says, you are the light of the world, and he uses the example of light from two perspectives. First of all, he talks about light from a perspective of a city set on a hill. Now, you know, back in those days, uh, cities on hills were strategic places for some, from some perspectives. Also, they were places that could be seen because the torches that were uh, lit at night uh, could be seen from a far distance because the city was on a hill. And so there was the ability for light to shine in far distant places and there was the, the ability of light to be seen from far distant places because the light was set up on a hill, up on an alt- at, an, at an altitude, at a high enough altitude where it could have influence over a broad space, a broad distance. And this is one of the things that our light is supposed to do. It's supposed to have influence over a broad distance. The city did not move to get closer to people or have its light influence the people in other cities. The city stayed where it was. The light was stationary. And people could see the light from the position that it was in. Okay, so God puts us in a position. And from that position, we can shine a light of illumination that, that travels a great distance. Okay, I see that, Lord. That's good. Uh, there was a, a Pixar movie uh, called Finding Nemo. And it was a great movie, great story. And this father was searching for his son who got lost in another part of the ocean. And he was going through all of the things that he was needing to do. To find his son and he was crossing paths with a lot of different types of ocean animals while he was trying to find his son right and about halfway through the movie or two-thirds through the movie man i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it the various animals started telling the story of this father who was trying to find his son And this animal told this animal and this animal told this animal and this animal told this animal until eventually the story got back to the son who was in a fish tank, I believe, in a doctor's office. He wasn't even in the ocean anymore. And yet the father's light, if you can see me doing air quotes here, the father's light, more air quotes, shined. (laughs) From animal to animal to animal to animal to animal. And it reached a great distance. The father didn't travel that distance for the story to travel. The father just did what he did. And in doing what he did, word of the father's efforts began to travel through people. Well, through animals. Okay, I think you guys are getting my drift. We don't have to go all over the world. To let our light shine and it has influence uh, uh, from a distance. We do what we do at work. We do what we do at church. We do what we do in family situations. We do what we do uh, uh, in relationships and word of that light begins to spread. You know, man, I went to a birthday party, man, and and it was so-and-so's birthday party. Man, do you know I had the most fun that I ever had, and there was no alcohol at the party? And I didn't even realize that till the party was over. I had a great time and didn't even drink anything. That's light being shined for somebody who wants to have a birthday party, and they invite a whole bunch of different people. And some of those people drink, some of those people don't drink, but because you are who you are, maybe you don't drink. And so there's no alcohol at the party, but there's laughter at the party, and there's love at the party, and there's appreciation at the party, and there's tears of gratitude at the party, and there are great presents being given at the party, right? And people are having so much fun, they go and tell somebody else, and then that person tells somebody else, and now your light has been shining into the lives of people that you may never meet. I had a party one time. It was a going away party. I was moving from Chicago to Los Angeles. And um, you know, my 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 dear friend who helped me put the party together, uh, she did such an amazing job. There had to be be about two, three hundred people at this party. It was packed, the house was packed. And so I'm in the kitchen, I'm taking out the garbage, and I'm I see two people. Now most of the people I that were there, I knew them, but there were a few people I didn't know. So there were two guys in the in the kitchen, and I didn't know them. I, you know, hey guys, welcome to the party. You guys having a good time? Do you need anything? No, we're good. How did you hear about the party? Well, or some. I don't think I don't think that it's even how it went down. I think what happened was they happened to tell me. We don't know who this party is for, but we heard about it through such and such and such and such. And who they heard about it was from a friend of a friend of mine. My friend who put the party together, one of her girlfriends worked at City Hall. And through her talking at City Hall, these two guys heard about the party for a person that they didn't even know. But they heard the party was going to be so banging, and it was, uh, (laughs) they decided to come to the party. They came to a house of somebody they didn't know for a party. That was hosted for somebody that they didn't know. Right. And here they are. And I'm talking to them and I started laughing and I said, well, the party is for me. Uh, I'm Cliff. Nice to meet you. I didn't know these guys. But the light of the party, more air quotes, the light of the party shines so far. It went beyond people that I people that I even know. This is how our light shines when we when it's placed up on the hill. This is the example that Jesus is using. He places us in a position that's so high that our, when our light shines, it has influence over a great distance. You have no idea who you may be influencing just doing what you do on a regular basis. You think, well, all I'm doing is just saying hello. But maybe all I'm doing is just giving a hug. But but you don't know the impact that the light of God has in dark places. I think we alluded to this or maybe my Sunday school lesson was about salt and light uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, 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 and somewhere it's been mentioned that a small amount of light in an extremely dark place has great impact because there is such a lack of light. When you take a small pen light or a small flashlight into a pitch black situation, that light still is able to illuminate. It may not illuminate a whole big space. But it still has the power to illuminate. So, so a hug, a smile, a polite word. Uh, right? I was out to dinner last night with my sister. And uh, our waitress, uh, her name was the same name as my sister's mom. We're adopted. We're, adopted. We're not real brother and sister, but whatever. Uh, her mom's name was the waitress's name. And my sister-in-law's name was the waitress's name. And so I always made it a point to call her name right? That's a light that's being shined. A thank you doesn't seem like much, but when you've got, you know, 50 people, and we're talking about people in the service industry, when you got 50 to 100 people being rude and one person says thank you, that's a light that's being shined in their life. Uh, years ago, I was, I was out having dinner with a friend of mine and and the food came and and we were both Christians and as it were, we joined hands and we began to pray over the food. Well, right before I began to pray, I saw the waitress coming out of the corner of my eye and she stopped. And then I closed my eyes, we prayed, blessed the food, and then we went about our business. And then the waitress came, she left and she came back and she looked at us, she said, you know, it's really rare that you see people do that anymore. That was a light that was being shined. Okay? So 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 God positions us in places where we can have a great amount of influence without a whole lot of effort. Light doesn't shine. Light doesn't work to shine. It just shines. Which, which is kind of what he says at the end of uh, verse 16. Let your light shine. Don't shine your light. Let your light shine okay so city on a hill that's one example uh a lamp he says nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket you don't you don't create light and then hide it you create light so it can be seen and so illumination can happen and so those who are in the dark can see who would turn on their light in their house and then cover it up that light has purpose of illumination, and we're going to use illumination a lot because it's going to come up again uh, later on in the in the in the in the podcast. It's it, it's illumination. It's 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 a resource that allows me to see something that I never seen before. Some people have never really seen love before. Or they've seen a broken version of love. Or they've seen a dysfunctional version of love. Yeah, Lord, I'll say it that way. Some people have never seen what healthy love looks like. And and those of us who have surrounded ourselves with people and learned how to love in a godly manner, it's like every day for us, you know, godly love and healthy love, it's all over the place. But there's some people who've never experienced healthy godly love. Whether it's family relationships, whether it's work relationships, whether it's romantic relationships, uh, wedding, marriage relationships, they may have never seen healthy love before. I've, I've, I've come across people who healthy love is so foreign to them, they reject it. Because they don't even they don't even realize that exists. And then I've witnessed people experience healthy love and they embrace it to the point where they begin to cry. And it was like I never knew a love like this existed. There 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 are dozens of love songs that have been written that says, I never knew love like this. Um, what was that? Sherelle and, and um, Alexander O'Neill Alexander O'Neill never knew love like this. Well man, when we talking about godly love there are some people who never knew that that type of unconditional love exists, and when we shine the light of illumination of what God's love really is, man, it gives people an opportunity to see things that they've never seen before. So he says, he says, you don't put light, you don't light a lamp and put it under a basket, but what you do with light is put it up on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the vicinity. Now he says, all who are in the house. But light gives, it gives light to all who are around the light. How selfish would it be of us to have the light of wisdom, the light of understanding, the light of love, the light of giving? The light of patience, the, all of the fruits of the Spirit. How selfish would it be of us to have all of that light and hide it from people just because we don't want people to talk about us? Because we don't want to be persecuted at work. Because we don't want to be the odd person out at the family reunion. But when we share that light, people are going to be, want to be around you. I think I, I think I used the example in the last podcast. We went over to Bermuda And we've tasted so good. We were talking about salt. We tasted so good that the people wanted to be around us. They didn't shun us because we were Christians. Now, will you find situations where you get shunned because you bring the light? Well, yeah, maybe. But somebody needs to experience that light. And if it costs them talking about you, if it costs a bad Twitter comment about you, if it costs you losing some friends on Facebook, you know what? Lose some, gain some. Lose some, gain some. Lose some people that you don't need in your life anyway. Gain some people who can appreciate the light of love that you bring or the light of wisdom that you bring or the light of understanding or the light of peace or the light of joy that you bring into an atmosphere. Some people, okay, some people are just going to be more comfortable in the dark. They don't want any light. They want to stay in the dark and hide. Okay, all right. Maybe your light is too big for them, but there's somebody in your circle or there needs to be somebody that comes into your circle that will appreciate the size of your light. So, as it says in verse 16, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father in heaven. Now when he's talking about good works, he's not talking about volunteering and and those types of things. He's talking about the good works that come out of the light of God. Good works. Politeness is a good work. And you know, I know sometimes, uh, how do I say this? Uh, We've been trained to believe that our works are these big tangible things you know I gave a thousand dollars to this charity or you know I went and fed the homeless that's a good work I, I I did this and I did and those things are fine don't get me wrong those things are fine but sometimes we miss the small good works we, we we pass over the small good works to try to get to the quote unquote big good works and I've experienced over and over and over again a kind word a hug a joke you know that will make somebody smile or make somebody laugh a good tip i don't know why i'm on restaurant stuff but you know (laughs) a good tip you know um um you know i teach a a course at an aviation college man i infuse as many jokes and smiles and good tidings as i can to those students because you know Most of them don't like math and they struggle with math. So I try to create an atmosphere that makes them comfortable to learn and grow and develop. Okay. I I can't tell you going to the post office, going to the DMV, uh, you know, seeing somebody at the grocery store, just being around people. I was at a I was at a soul food restaurant the other day and, and uh there was a Korean gentleman behind me and he had never been at the soul food restaurant I went to. Uh, he was visiting Los Angeles from Minneapolis and we just struck up a conversation. Come to find out, he owns a barbecue joint in Minneapolis and wants to try different food, always likes trying different foods. Asked me about the restaurant, I told him it was the bomb.com. Did I use I don't I don't think I used bomb.com, but I told him it was very, very good. and he made a good decision. And we talked for a short amount of time while we were in line. I got my food. He was getting ready to get his. I asked him to enjoy his food. Um, You know, you made a great decision, man. Have a safe trip back. Thank you, man, very much. Now, I may never see that guy again, but the light of God of politeness and personality and and friendliness, right? You know, it's a Korean guy in an all-black soul food restaurant. And we know in some of our neighborhoods, he would have been looked upon kind of shady. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to let cultural differences dictate how I interact with people. I'm going to let the light of God shine out of me, just being polite. And listen, I just woke up from a nap. I was hungry. I I wasn't tired, but I was hungry. And usually when I'm hungry, I'm a little grumpy. I'm not letting grumpy get in the way. Here's an opportunity for me to let my light shine. It wasn't a a large amount of light. It wasn't an overly intense light. It was a light that was appropriate for the moment. Ooh, that's good. That's good. It's like we got a dimmer switch in our mind, in our soul. And and the dimmer switch leading us by the Holy Spirit will allow us to shine the right intensity of light for their situation that's appropriate now that that's revelation fresh from the throne so i know i didn't say it all clean because it was just really rolling out of my mouth but 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 the wisdom of god by the holy spirit i believe now will give us revelation on how intense our light needs to be okay what am i talking about okay let's say we're in a situation and um we know somebody at work is an atheist Okay, it may not be necessary to turn that light up to a level where we talk about Jesus, because they're not open to receiving Jesus at that particular time. But maybe we we dim the light to a point where we tell them a joke, or we do something polite to them. I'm thinking about a coworker right now. Uh, he's an atheist, and uh, I took a trip to Atlanta. A few weeks back, and he said, um, bring me a mug, a coffee mug from Atlanta. I said, okay. Now, you know, there have been days, praise the Lord, <laughs> thank you, Jesus, this dude will get on my nerves with his attitude and his crankiness. We'll call him the grumpy dude, you know. Uh, no, I don't want to call him that, because um, I don't want to put that on him. But he, he has grumpy-like tendencies, <laughs> okay? And so uh i went i was in atlanta you know when he asked for the mug i gotta be honest fam i didn't really want to buy him a mug i didn't want to buy him a mug because he's a grumpy dude right i get down to atlanta i i i'm on the air i'm at the airport getting ready to come back to los angeles and i remember that my coworker, who can sometimes be grumpy asked for a coffee mug <sighs> Let me go. Let me go by this dude. Now, now here comes the salt coming out of me, okay? Here, here comes the godliness coming out of me, all right? Here comes the godly love coming out of me. Let me buy this dude a mug, all right, and I go. And I look for a mug that I think that he will appreciate, because now this this really is, I don't know if it's salt, but it's definitely the love of God now bubbling up now on me. I'm not just going to grab the cheapest mug. That's got Atlanta on it, and just give it to him. I want to find a mug that I know he's going to appreciate. He likes coffee mugs, so I know he's going. To, I want to find one that I know he's going to appreciate. I find the one that I'm. I, look, I see it, and I go, man, he would dig this. I think he would dig this. It's the most expensive coffee mug in the gift shop. <sighs> Let me go ahead and buy this mug, right? So now here comes my salt and my light. I go to the cash register. I'm talking to the lady at the cash register. We start going back and forth, joking, laughing, da 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 da. And my salt was so flavorful that um, the lady offered to wrap the mug for no extra charge, to gift wrap it for no extra charge. Yeah, I'll take that. Right? So, all right, so I go back to LA. I get there, I put the mug at his desk where he usually sits, and uh, I didn't make a big fanfare of it. Here is your mug that you wanted. I didn't really want to buy it for you with your grumpy behind, but here, because I'm a Christian and this is what I'm supposed to do. No, that's no light. That's, that's not light. I don't know what that is, but it ain't light. It's light with like a cloth over it. <laughs> okay? So, I put it on his desk, and I go about my business. He sees it, he goes, hey, okay, thanks. How much do I owe you? Now, here's a time for me to shine my light. Don't worry about it, man. It's on me. No, really? No, nah, man, don't worry about it. It's on me. Oh man, thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. Okay. That's me shining my light. Now, can I, you know, shining the light at too high of an intensity now would be see, you know, I was good to you, man, and that's the way the love of God is, and you need to, bada da da Maybe there will be a day where I can shine the light at that intensity, but I am shining my light at the intensity that's appropriate for the situation. Some of y'all need to catch that. You know, I know I mentioned earlier, earlier that sometimes our light is too bright for some other people, and that may be true, but I think sometimes mm, the light's too much of an intensity. Maybe you need to dial it back a little bit. And, and, and pray about how you should let your light shine in certain situations. Because maybe you're shining your light right in somebody's face and it's too bright and you need to back up a little bit. Just back up a little bit. Just back up a little bit. Let your light shine. Don't shine your light. Let your light shine. And let the Holy Spirit tell you the level of intensity that the light needs to be for the appropriate situation. Boy, that's good right there. That, that's good right there. All right. Um, I'm not going to worry about reading this out of the message translation other than verse 16 in the message translation says something interesting. He says, um, keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. This generous Father in heaven. Keep open house. Does that mean let everybody into your house? No. It just means be open to people. Be generous with your lives. Be generous with your life. Be generous with your time. Be generous with your, your wisdom. Be generous with your kindness. Man, kindness doesn't cost anything. Be generous with your kindness. Be generous with your patience. Some people just need you to be the same no matter where they are emotionally. Be generous with your patience. And when you open up to others, when you're generous with others, it'll prompt people to open up with God. Letting my light shine so they see my good works opening up to them and glorify the Father opening up with God. Because that's what it's all about. We are supposed to be vessels that lead people to the Father. Just like somebody led us to the Father with their actions and their attitudes and their generosity and their things of this nature. We are to be the same. To be vessels where they see us. And when they see us, because we do it in the right way, it leads them to God. There's a a, a scripture, I believe it's in Psalms. It's one of my favorite scriptures regarding God doing what he does. And the scripture says, this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. Uh, uh oftentimes people will quote when they get uh praised about something or award i'm thinking of about uh, uh an award-winning actress now uh, some years ago she got multiple awards at this award show and every time she got to the mic she said to god be the glory for the things that he has done now that's not scripture but it's a it's a gospel song uh part of a gospel song written by andre crouch and and it's it's appropriate to god be the glory you are so awesome, you are so talented, you are so amazing, to God be the glory. You are so smart, how did you even figure out how to do that thing, man? If, if God didn't show it to me, I would have never known. To God be the glory. I'm just letting my light shine. And I'm gonna give God credit for the things that I can't take credit for. Now, people may or may not be offended by that, but they can't deny it. I had a conversation at a dinner party uh, we'll move on here. I had a conversation at a dinner party some years ago uh, with a gentleman uh, who I found out later had some problems with God. We didn't get into specifics, but he and I were having a conversation. And he was in the entertainment industry. Uh, he had been associated with very famous divas from the 80s and lived in New York during the 80s in the disco period and all that, which was fascinating to me. And we had a fascinating, great conversation. Okay, now it's time for us to eat, and the host uh, gathers everybody around, we're gonna bless the food, and she asked me to bless the food. And the guy's standing next to me, and uh, he looks at me, he says, so what are you, a minister or something? <laughs> he said it just like that, great attitude. It was dripping with attitude. And I laughed and I said, hell yeah, or something, right? And so everybody got in a circle and joined hands. He wouldn't take my hand, fam. He wouldn't take my hand. And so I prayed, blessed the food. I didn't do a 20-minute prayer. It was short and sweet, and we got ready to eat. And, you know, I, I, I don't know what the guy's issue was. You know, he didn't necessarily, you know, talk to me for the rest of the night, but he wasn't rude to me or anything like that. He just, you know, kind of avoided me. But But it was interesting to me. That I let my light shine before he knew I was a minister or before he knew I was a Christian, right? And then when he found out, he was kind of like, well, it's too late, dude. You've already been exposed to the light now, (laughs) you know. What impact did that have on his life? I don't know. I don't know. Um, But, you know, I'm reminded of the scripture that Paul said some water, uh, some plant, some water, uh, and God gives the increase, and so maybe that was a planting. Maybe that was a watering. I don't know. All I'm doing is shining the light. The light is not discriminatory as to who it will shine on. It just shines. Right? So so, so we're not going to, you know, determine who we should shine our light on and who we should not shine our light on. They're heathens. they go going to hell. You don't know. Shine your light, man. Shine your light. Well, and let me go back because I said we didn't want to shine our light. Let your light shine. Just let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, right? I know some of you guys are thinking of that song anyway. If those of you don't know the song, it's called This Little Light of Mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, all in my home, I'm going to let it shine, right? Just let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, okay? I got a last example. Yeah, let me do this last example, and then we'll look at a couple of scriptures, and we'll call it a day. All right, so I've got two buddies of mine. I wouldn't call them friends. We've worked together in ministry in times past, and they are connected with coordinating a very, very out-of-the-box, out-of-the-ordinary worship time on Sundays. I don't want to get into the specifics of who the people are because that's not the point. But it's a very, very out-of-the-box music ministry worship type of thing that was created by a secular artist. Um, And it has been a bit controversial. Um, Even myself have questioned what in the world is this, right? Because it's so out-of-the-box. So. But, but but here's the thing, the two guys who are, who've been asked to coordinate this, I know them. I know their hearts. I've seen them minister. I've seen them behind the scenes. I've gone to barbecues and cookouts with them so I've seen them when they're for lack of a better phrase when their guard is down. I know these are young men of integrity. I know these are young men who love the Lord, okay so I gotta I gotta weigh that against what this out of the box thing looks like and who is behind this out of the box thing, okay? And uh, so, I reached out to one of the guys and uh, said, "Hey, man, watch the video. What you guys are doing, I think it's fantastic, which I thought was true." And um, you know, wondering if there should be some maybe if you guys thought about some type of ministry component to what it is that you're doing. And you know, we we go back and forth and having a conversation. He's trying to explain to me what it really is, which I already knew, but it's cool. And he said uh, at one point. Uh, they took this event to this huge music festival. And he was telling me that there were 50,000 people who were participating in this out-of-the-box worship time. And he said there were some people who came up to him who were atheists who were saying, how can we know more about this God? How can we know more about this peace that you guys, this joy that you guys are revealing and sharing with us? How can we experience that? And he equated that to the phrase uh, in acts where the jailer said what must i do to be saved and so they are shining their light they're taking uh secular songs and and changing the lyrics and making it about love and making it about god now jesus hasn't been introduced into the equation that i know of yet but there is a light that is shining that's having an impact on young people all over the world. Because, you know, this thing's on social media now. It's all over the place, right? They are shining their light. God put them in a, at a high place because this dude, you know, the, the the celebrity that's doing it. He's in a high place. And God has positioned these two men to be in this high place, letting their light shine. And it's having influence and impact over a generation of people. Now, how many of those people will come to the Lord? I don't know. They don't know. All they're doing is taking this opportunity to, sh- to let their light shine. The light of God's love shine, and these people are gobbling it up, man. Who are we to judge what the light's supposed to look like? Who are we to judge where the light should shine? All we need to do is pray for those types of situations that God continues to uh, be at the forefront of what's going on and uh and stay in our lane and let our light shine wherever we are amen so pray for those guys and um if you are listening to the podcast and you know who i'm talking about and you know what i'm talking about cool pray for them if you don't know what i'm talking about pray for them anyway because there's probably more things like that going on that we don't know about and so we just pray that god continues to infiltrate this generation and uh That the love of God begins to impact the lives of people to the point where they want to have a whole lot of God and not a lot of drama. Amen. We're going to leave that right there. Okay. Uh, Let's pick up on a couple of scriptures that describe who we are as children of light. All right. Ephesians 5 verse 8. Man, I just felt like I did a whole podcast right there. (laughs) My goodness gracious in life. Um Ephesians 5 verse 8. All right. Ephesians 5, verse 8 uh, says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. Alright. Now I've heard scholars say that there's an italics of you and r in that scripture and scholars have said that the italicized words were added at the at the privilege of the translator so i'm going to take those italicized words out and let's see what that sounds like it says for you were once darkness but now light in the lord walk as children of light so our identity got changed uh when we gave our lives to jesus we were once in darkness. We asked Jesus to come into our lives and be our, our, our Lord and Savior. And at that moment, we became, we became light in the Lord. We were darkness in and of ourselves, and we became light in the Lord. So that implies that the light we have didn't come from us, right? It didn't originate from us, but we now have it. We are light in the Lord. And so the the instruction now is, since we are now light in the Lord, walk as children of light. Don't walk as children of darkness. That's not who you are anymore. Now you've been infused with the light of God, the light of God's love, the light of God's wisdom, the light of God's uh, perspective, the light of God's uh, gentleness right we've been infused with that light now we walk in that light and that word light I'm sorry that word walk uh, oftentimes in this translation means habitually live it doesn't mean left right left right step 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 right it means habitually live live as a habit of being children of light the amplified says, "Then we should lead the lives of those native-born to the light. Lead the life as if you were always a child of light. That, 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 that. Yeah, there's some perspective of I used to be like this, but now I'm like this, and and that's my new identity. So, 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 I see that Lord, grab on to your new identity as much as you used to grab on to your old identity." Right? When I was younger, part of my identity was I was a hothead. It didn't take a whole lot to tick me off. Right? And I'd let you know about it very quickly. Okay? That was my old identity. My new identity, now that I am a child of light, my new identity is peacemaker. My new identity is the guy that calms everybody down my new identity is the identity now of one who brings a different perspective to balance out everybody's emotions that's my new identity so i don't hold on to that old identity that was when i was in darkness now i have my new identity and that new identity is connected to the light of the lord that is now in me amen all right let's look at first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 5 1 thessalonians chapter 5 verse 5 he says you are all sons of light and sons of the day we are not of the night nor of darkness pretty straightforward now when he talks about sons there was the aspect of uh, uh, somebody want to call it sexism or whatever male dominated yeah we could say that but you know that word son from God's perspective, doesn't mean gender as much as it means position. And because the son uh, or the firstborn son had great position in the family. Well, now we are spiritual sons of God. And so whether I am a male or a female, I still stand in the position of son because it is a high position in the family of God. Amen. So ladies, please don't be offended. Uh, It still may be a challenge for you to wrap your mind around that. Um, but, but you are included from a perspective of son. Now, some translations uh, include sons and daughters. That's cool. I'm not trying to get into some deep theological uh, discussion, uh, but we're talking more about position than we are about gender. All right. All right. That was for somebody, too, I guess. I guess, I guess. All right. Philippians chapter 2. Verses 14 and 15, Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, uh, verse 14 says, Do all things without complaining and disputing, that ye may be blameless and harmless, children of God without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. The Living Bible says, In everything you do, stay away from complaining and arguing. So that no one can speak a word of blame against you. You are to live clean, innocent lives as children of God in a dark world full of people who are crooked and stubborn. Shine out among them like beacon lights. Okay, now, this does not imply we live a life where we never make any mistakes. That's not what this is about. Okay, when he talks about blameless and harmless, it basically means you're not doing things against people. And you're not on purpose harming people, okay? Nobody can come to you and say, you did this to me and I know you did it on purpose and you hurt this and you destroyed this and you died. He said, don't live lives like that. Don't live lives where people can look at you and they be hurt by just seeing you because of something that you did to them on purpose. Now, you know, we may hurt people and we didn't mean it because that's just us, you know, people rubbing up, up, up against people. But he's saying here, have a life where when they think of you, man, that's a that's a upstanding dude right there. Man, that's a that's a good lady right there. She's cool people. I always like hanging around her. I love going to lunch with that guy, man, because he's just, you know, he always has a kind word. I've never heard him speak bad about anybody. And again, this is not about perfection. This is not about flawlessness. Okay, this is about a life that says I don't blame, you know, nobody can blame me for hurting them or doing something against them. And I'm not harming anybody on purpose. Okay. Because he talks about a crooked and perverse generation. Okay. A dark world full of people who are crooked and stubborn. He says, don't be that. Because now, right, we are sons of the light and sons of the day. We are now the light of the Lord. So, so we want to put ourselves in position as we talked about at the beginning of this to let our light shine in this crooked, dark, cynical, you know, people hurting people on purpose, the comment sections in social media, the comment sections on, on various internet sites that people are on purpose being mean. He says, don't be that. Don't be cynical. Don't, don't give in to that. Don't be a part of that rabble-rousing crowd just because it seems like that's what everybody is doing. You know what? Let your light shine in the middle of that situation. Or you know what? Especially on social media. Stay out of that stuff altogether. People want to make snide comments and be snarky and, and you know, the Twitter is, you know, all upset. And, but you know what? There's enough darkness in the world. I don't need to add any more to it. I'm going to bring the light of the Lord to it. It's not my light. Although we say, let your light shine. It's light that comes from God through us. I'm not, I'm not going to participate in that. It's just, it's, it's, it's just soul sucking, man. I mean, how many people really feel good after bathing in a bunch of negative comments on social media? I mean, when you're done with that, what, what, how does that make you feel? And you may not even write anything or participate, but you read all of it. How does that make you feel? Why are you participating in that? Let the light of God shine through you in the middle of a crooked and stubborn and crooked and perverse generation. Because when we do that, we shine like beacons. And we say, you know what? Maybe that is jacked up what they did, but I don't know. Maybe they just had a bad day. Oh, Cliff, come on, man. And you're just being so idealistic. Hey, this is the way God wants us to be. Innocent, right? Where is that? Um, Blameless, harmless, children of God without fault. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. Clean, innocent life. Innocent doesn't mean you don't know what's going on around you. That you just, la, 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 innocence, I don't know. <laughs> no, just ignorant to what's going on around. No, 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 that's not what innocence means. Innocence just means I see it, I get it, I'm not participating in that. I don't want to be a part of that. I want to keep that stuff out of my life. I don't necessarily want to know, quote, unquote, everything that's going on. Well, you need to know everything that's going on. Why? Why? Why do you need to know everything that's going on? Just let your light shine, man. Do we need to be informed about what's going on in our society? Of course we do. But there's being informed and then there's knowing everything that's going on. I need to know everything that's going on. No, you don't. You can't even handle everything that's going on. Just let your light shine, man. Just let your light shine. Be kind. Be courteous. Be generous to people. So they can see God through us. Because that's what people are hungry for. All right. Um, I think I want to finish with Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. And this talks about how God is the source of our light. He is our source of light. I mean, I've said this a few times, but he's our source of light. And here it is in Ephesians 1, verses 17 and 18. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ... The Father of glory may give you, give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The voice translation for verse 18 says, Open the eyes of their hearts, and let the light of your truth flood in. Open the eyes of their hearts and let the light of your truth flood in. That's what we want. We want the light of God's truth to flood into our hearts so we can give the light of God's truth to the lives of other people. We receive the light from God and we give the light to others. It's just, it, I mean, we can we can interchange the words salt, light, and love in, in that whole exchange. I receive the salt of God, the flavor of God. He flavors my life so then I can add flavor to the lives of other people. I received the love of God and it has an impact on my life. And now I can give the love of God to other people. I receive the light of understanding of who God is. The light of understanding of how God sees people. And now I can let that light shine into the lives of other people. No, nah, man, God's not like that. It's really, God loves you, man. He has a plan for your life. God loves you. Doesn't oh, man, God can't love me. Dude, dude, let me let me tell you something. God loved you before you even got here, right? That's letting the light shine. Giving people the illumination that's been given to us by the Holy Spirit. Now we give that illumination to other people. Man, don't you know? I I, I have a dear friend of mine uh, who used to go to my church, and she's a, she was an educator. And she was her, her specifics was English. And man, she had <laughs> 15 adjectives for people every time she would introduce them. She still does. I, I, I love her for that. And I've learned from that, that she will call you know, this person a smart, intelligent, talented, you know, vivacious, diligent, faithful. She just run them off describing certain people. And that's the light of God. Telling these people, listen, man, you're better than this. You're better than that. Are you better than me? I'm not better than you, but I'm better than this. And so are you. You shouldn't, you don't have to stay in this mess. Man, don't you know God loves you? Or, you know, God may not even come into the conversation, but there is light of the light of God is being shined on them. You know, man, you got the potential to be blah, 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 blah If you just apply yourself, I see you as being such and such and such and such. You know, you need to you need to see yourself. That's not who you are. We're letting the light shine of illumination of who people are from God's perspective. It's not that deep, folks. The the, the action is not that deep. But what happens is deep. The result of us shining out, letting our light shine in the lives of people. Man, some deep things can come out of that. And some of you know, you've had teachers in the past who shine, let their light shine and told you who you were. They may or may not have been Christians, but they told you what you could do. And they told you about your potential and they and they shined the light on who you are that you didn't even see for yourself. And it turned your life around. Or some minister let his light shine and shared uh, the the love of God with you and shared how God appreciates you. And 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 it turns your life around. So so, let's keep it simple. Let's let our light shine before men that they may see the light that comes off of us and they give God the credit for the light that's in us. Amen? Amen. See, I had to do it in two parts because now, you know, I had to get all of that out, man. <laughs> Well, listen, that's our show for today. But before we go, and I'm, I'm making this a habit now, I want to invite somebody who doesn't know Jesus, who doesn't know this Jesus that I've been talking about. You've never let Jesus into your heart and let him be the Lord of your life. I want to give you that invitation to do that. Man, God loves you so much and he has a plan for your life. If you're here, you don't have to kill yourself. You don't have to take yourself out because of what's going on in your life. There is a whole other life that's waiting for you. On the other side of your decision to let God guide your life, you've tried it your way, as the as the old saying is, you've tried the rest. Now try the best, and God is the best. There's an old song that James Cleveland Duke took from Gladys Knight, and the hook is, Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me, and I and I and I'm a witness to that, man. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. And uh, I want to give you the opportunity to let him be the best thing that ever happened to you. So, if you have a desire to make Jesus the Lord of your life and follow God, just repeat these words after me. Be sincere, let it come from your heart. Repeat these words after me. God, I come to you today with a genuine and sincere heart. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe. He died to take away my sins, and I believe that he was raised from the dead. Jesus, I give my life to you, and I ask you to be my Savior and my Lord. From this moment forward, all I am and all I have, I place in your hands. Wherever you lead me, I will go. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer from your heart and you were sincere about it, I want to welcome you to the family of God. The next move I want you to make, and and heaven is rejoicing, man. Heaven is excited about the decision that you have made. Next thing I want you to do, I want you to pray that God will lead you to the church that he wants you to be at. That it be a church that teaches the word with simplicity and understanding. And it is a place where you will learn and grow and develop and that other people like you, you will find your way to them and they will help you to be the person that God has called you to be. I'm excited for you. Uh, If you want, drop me an email. Uh, Let me know about your decision. You can email me at clifftalks 63 at gmail.com, that's Cliff Talks, the number sixty-three at gmail.com. Shoot me an email or hit me up on uh, the Facebook page, the Word Experience Facebook page, let me know that you've made this decision. And even if you haven't, if you just wanna just wanna reach out to me, holler at me and let me know how much you appreciate the podcast or or whatever, hit me up via email or on the Facebook page. I really appreciate it. Everybody loves a pat on the back from time to time. I don't do it to get a pat on the back, but, you know, hey, I'm human, so a pat on the back never hurts. It's better than a stab in the back. (laughs) Hey, listen, fam, I got to get out of here. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. It's been a blast. It's been fun. It's been all of that and a bag of chips. Uh, I'll see you when I see you next time. I love you. God bless you. And uh, let that light shine so other people can be in the illumination. All right? God bless you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalks63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.